In the greatest act of selfless mercy, God sent His own Son into our world to die for your sins. And we can't stop talking about it. We now present this sermon, recently delivered at Grace, to you. The Holy Gospel. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. It is the basis for the sermon today. When Jesus heard what had happened, the execution of John the Baptist, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a beautiful evening for dining outside. You sat down on the nice green um, plush grass, and as you are seated, you are seated with a whole big crowd of people because it's very crowded, but you're all in smaller, socially distant and appropriate groups. And once you're seated, the waiters come by with your meal. It's a good old fish fry. And the menu is very simple. It's locally sourced fish with a basket heaping full of fresh, crisp artisan bread. And you are famished because you have not eaten all day long, and so you eat to your hearts and stomach's content, and even then there is still lots of food left over that you push off to the side. And as the waiters come by to collect that food in baskets, you not only thank them for such a beautiful meal, uh, but you ask that waiter this, this question, can you remind me of your name again? And the waiter looks at you and says, yeah, my name is Peter, and this guy over here helping me today is my brother, Andrew. Now, you've probably figured out by now that I'm not describing to you a a normal Friday night fish fry from somewhere here in Wisconsin, but instead I'm describing for you the very miracle that we heard today in the gospel from Matthew chapter 14, the feeding of the 5,000. 
Maybe you, like me, have imagined what it would have been like to have been seated there with Jesus being the receivers of this awesome meal, this miracle. A few fish, or a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread became enough food to feed 5,000 men, not even counting the women and children who are all there seated right alongside them and enjoying the meal too. Jesus' 12 disciples served as the waiters that day, bringing the food to all the people and collecting the abundance of leftovers in baskets. And of course, this meal was only made a reality by the outstanding chef of the day, who was Jesus. But this is more than just an amazing miracle that makes for a really good story. This morning, I want you to look beyond the fish fry, beyond the simple telling of this story, and see the beautiful truths that God wants you to take to heart. Look beyond the fish fry and see the Lord in his great compassion for you. Look and see a Lord who wants to be the solution to your problems for you to come to him. Look and see a God who blesses you richly and abundantly. The account starts with Jesus setting off in a boat to cross the Sea of Galilee because he wants to go to a quiet, solitary place. Jesus would like some alone time, some time for himself. Time in which, as we hear in the scriptures, often he used spent in time with prayer with his Father. But the crowds of people that often surrounded Jesus heard where Jesus was heading off to and they chased him around to the Sea of Galilee and were there awaiting him when he landed. I could just imagine how I would react if I were Jesus. I think that would be one of these moments where maybe like as a parent you have wrestled your children all day long and you finally get them into bed and you set yourself down on the couch for a moment of quiet and peace only to look up to that smiling face of your child who still needs something. Really, what do you need? Or you've just worked so hard and you've done all the errands and all the house projects and you sat down yourself with a cold drink and the doorbell rings. Well, who in the world is there and I'm not answering the door? That's how I picture myself if I were Jesus in that situation. Maybe you do too. But will you listen again to what Jesus actually did? When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus didn't turn them away. He helped them in their times of need. He healed those who are sick. And even when they came chasing Jesus down for probably the wrong reason, mostly thinking that he was this great miracle healer and not the everlasting healer, Jesus still had compassion on them. And even later on in the evening when Jesus could have just sent the people off to fend for themselves, he again showed compassion to them. His heart went out to them and he fed them. Look beyond this simple miracle and see how it started with Jesus' compassion. Jesus saw the need and he addressed it because he cares for people. He cares for you. You The Lord knows how helpless you can feel and even be in this life. The Lord knows your weaknesses and how you often fall into sin. 
The Lord knows when you have failed or when others have failed you. He knows your lack of trust and love, your times of trouble and heartache and disappointment. And yet the Lord doesn't say in those moments when he see these, sees these things, I don't have time for you or I'm on my break or I've helped you enough times. His heart goes out to you. And our Lord God has compassion on us. Look beyond the fish fry and see the Lord God who has compassion on his people, who has compassion on you. And listen to just how great this compassion is as I share with you one of the best ways that God's compassion has been shown to us as his people. He says this in the book of Titus chapter 3. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Let's be honest, that sounds a lot like our life, doesn't it? And this is what Jesus sees in us. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. You see the heart of God, the compassion that he has for us. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. What a beautiful reminder of the powerful promise of God that he has seen you in your sinful state and yet has washed away all of your sins through the saving work of his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. God has seen your eternal need to be set free from sin and hell and in his great compassion sets you free through his Son, Jesus Christ. This is how God showed his love among us. This is how his compassionate heart is put on display. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Every miracle that Jesus performed had a purpose. And I think most often Jesus miracles had the purpose of proving that he was truly the Lord God as he did things that only God can do like kicking demons out and healing the body and and controlling nature but there were also other purposes for Jesus miracles if you looked at the feeding of the 5,000 and, and just simply looked at it purpose might be he was just there to feed a bunch of hungry people but look beyond the fish fry today and see something else. Jesus was challenging his disciples. In the Gospel from John's account, he records that when Jesus came to shore and saw the crowds, he asked the disciple Philip this question, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus recognized the situation in in a foreseeable problem and he gave it to the disciples he was doing some great delegating here and saying you guys figure this out how are we going to feed this large crowd of people and they really had all day to figure this out right and at the end of the day as the day was coming to a close they came before jesus with this response this is a remote place and it's already getting late 
Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. They had all day long to come up with a plan, and this was it. They really just punted the problem right back to Jesus. They saw the problem, how big it was, how desolate a place they were in, how little the resources were. There wasn't a McDonald's or pick and save within miles. But they didn't see the solution. They didn't see the solution. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. And let me tell you what they really meant. Jesus, we've been thinking about this and trying not to figure this out all day, and this is all we have. It's not going to work. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like I understand how the disciples were feeling at that moment. You have most likely been overwhelmed by troubles and problems in your life. And you have looked at those problems and you have thought, man, this is a, a big problem and I feel like I am desolate and on my own trying to figure this out and you have been thinking this through and working it through with all the resources you have but it's just not enough and you just think that there's no hope. I've tried everything and you throw up your hands in despair and hopelessness. Maybe it's a time where you've been dealt with some bad health news, maybe cancer and there's nothing you can do on your own or nobody wants to listen to you You just can't take it anymore. Or when you are trying to get rid of that sin in your life, but you keep stumbling into temptation after temptation, or you want this new attitude, this Christ-like attitude, you're working really hard, but the old, old sinful attitude just keeps creeping back in. No matter how hard you try, you're just not accomplishing it. The disciples didn't recognize Jesus as the solution to the problem that day. The one who created the world, who had done multiple miracles right in front of their very own eyes, was standing right there with them. And they didn't seek Jesus' help. They didn't trust him in this moment. And how often aren't we the exact same way? We see all the problems that we have in our lives, but we don't see the solution. We will recognize and acknowledge that Jesus is there, that he is powerful, that he is with us each and every day, and yet we don't reach out to him and come to him with faith-filled trust. Jesus said to the disciples, bring them the fish and bread here to me. And then he sat the crowd down, he gave thanks, he broke the bread, and he just started to distribute the food, and there was enough food to go and feed everybody there, thousands of people. Jesus did that with just a little bit, and he was able to feed miraculously all these people, and we find out that Jesus was the answer. So look past the fish fry and see a Lord who wants to be the solution to your problems and longs for you to come to him for help. Our Lord God invites you in 1 Peter 5 to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
God wants you to bring all of your worries, your troubles, your guilts, your fears, your sins, and leave them at his feet and let him be the everlasting aid and help for you. The Lord encourages you in Romans 8, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? I mean, just think about this godly reasoning. If God loves you with such compassion that he would send his only son into the world to rescue you from sin and death, is not that same Lord going to make sure you have everything you need in order to be in and with him forever? Look at your Lord Jesus, who is the answer, and come to him in faith. 5,000 plus people were fed that day so much that they all had to loosen up their belts a couple notches and put on the stretchy tunic. And there was still bushels full of food left over. Look past with me, past the fish fry, and see the Lord who blesses us so richly and abundantly. Here in this miracle, we see that God does care about our physical and daily needs and he regularly provides those needs for us. Often God does that for you in normal ways as he gives you opportunity to use your gifts and talents to earn a paycheck and to go to the grocery store and buy the food you need for each day. Yet, just as we see Jesus miraculously providing today, God sometimes still acts in extraordinary ways in your life whether it's through that unexpected gift or answer to a prayer, sometimes even the unexplained healing or solution to problems. Yet as much as God cares about your daily and physical life, our Lord wants to provide even more for the hunger of your spiritual souls. So look past the earthly blessings and realize how richly God blesses you spiritually each and every day. Our Lord God richly blesses you with his full forgiveness and his love. God richly blesses you with opportunities to hear each day his promises proclaimed in word and sacraments, even at a time like this. God richly pours into your life his spiritual blessings like faith and trust and hope and joy and strength and peace and calm. And these blessings spill over into your lives so much that you can fill up baskets of your heart to dive in and reach into these spiritual blessings each and every day. God's grace freely forgives you every day. And God's grace assures you that you have a place in his kingdom and a, a home in heaven. And God's grace assures you that he is with you through every trouble in life today and forever. And how can I be so sure of that? Look to the one who performed this beautiful miracle. To the one who went to the cross and offered up his perfect life as a sacrifice for the sins of this entire world. This Jesus who claims to be our Lord and Savior and has fulfilled that in every way as our true God. We can cry out with this, with. The Apostle Paul, as we heard in the book of Ephesians, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And our Lord does not skimp, but look past the fish fry and just see how richly and abundantly God blesses you with everything you need for this life and the life to come. My friends, as you go out into the world today, look past. Look past and beyond the troubles and the frustrations and the battles and the problems. And and in fact, even look past the successes and the blessings and the joys of this life and see your Savior. See your compassionate Lord whose heart goes out to you, who longs for you to come to him with all of your problems that he may richly and abundantly bless you each and every day. Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace or to support this ministry, please visit gracedowntown.org today. This grace is for you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.